You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones and the Temple of Film. This is a VHS podcast, and we look at the box art trailers behind the scenes. I'm Steve, and we got Chris and Brad. Chris. Hello. Chris, 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 Chris. What did we watch this week? I thought I was going to pick the worst one, and then you informed me it is the second worst one. It is Godzilla 1998, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I wish I wish Fearless Bueller would have taken the day off that he used to film this. Uh, sorry, Matthew Broderick. Ouch. Uh, I I mean I'll just I'll just say like this is my entire this is my I have one word to describe this entire film. Stupid. The story's stupid. The acting is stupid. The, the jokes are stupid. The military's stupid. Everyone's fucking stupid. All right, guys. That's been our fastest review so far. We will see you next week. <laughs> yeah. And remember to check us out in the social medias. Uh, that's my rant. Brad, why don't you bring us the quick facts for this? All right. <laughs> directed by Roland Emmerich. Um, screen by Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich, uh, who are just coming off their Independence Day, which is great got yeah far big better Willie. big willy you can't go wrong with big willy everybody ted elliott terry rose rocio dean devlin and roland emmerich i believe some of the story was reworked by the devlin emmerich team on this one based on godzilla by the toho company um distributed by tristar pictures and then toho in japan like they're probably saying what the fuck did we just do at a release date of may 20th 1998 Okay, this budget's quite a bit, quite a bit more than what we've been uh, reviewing earlier. We got up to one hundred and fifty million dollars plus whatever they paid for advertising. So we spent considerably more money on this one. We got a box office return of only three seventy nine. We got a nineteen percent on Tomato Meter, Rotten Tomatoes, a Tomato Meter score of twenty eight percent. And boy, that is being generous. Yeah, this uh, movie was hyped up like crazy. Because I, I was a teenager. Did you notice, uh, Stephen, this is only a few days before our birthday? It was an early birthday present to us. That's right. Ten days yeah. before mine. You see, I was 21. I, I was like trying to get with this girl. And I'm like, hey, do you want to go see Godzilla? Yeah, I was, <laughs> she I was like, turning no. 13. She's like, no. I was actually working in the theater at the time. Living the dream. I remember this well. I mean, this still to this day is one of the best teaser trailers I've ever seen where the teacher brings the kids into the museum when they're looking at a T-Rex mm-hmm. and he's describing how T-Rex is one of the biggest predators to ever live in the planet. And then Godzilla smashes through the ceiling and smashes T-Rex. I mean, that's fucking that great. had to be an attack at uh, Jurassic Park. Had to be. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I see it, I just think Jurassic Park right off the bat. Which is funny because a lot of this film, I believe, just wants to be Jurassic Park 3. Or like they're basically doing Jurassic Park 2 where uh, T-Rex gets loose in San Diego. Except this one is a bigger 
T-Rex loose. Yeah, that's that's the one where he escapes out of the boat. Yeah. 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 Not not a great. So, I, I mean, I I think this is kind of a desperate attempt to be another Jurassic Park. Yeah, I get I get that. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, these guys always strike me as they have to always one up everything. Maybe yep. the guys on the golf course after a couple beers, it's like would just the bullshitting would just be insufferable. You caught a four inch fish. I got a 32 foot fish. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. I'll fish each fish. They also remind me of guys who really think their stuff's super smart. And then the rest of the yeah. people read it and they're like, I know. This no, movie? it's kind of stupid. No, yeah, I watched this movie and I'm like, this is something I would have thought was really clever when I was like 15 or 16 years old. So I haven't yeah. seen this film uh, since the first couple of years after it came out. Like I owned this originally on VHS when it came out. And like I said, I was 13 mm-hmm. when it came out. Uh, the song was huge. Yeah. Uh, it was everywhere. I remember liking it. So when everybody talks shit on it, I was like, I don't remember it being that bad. And then, uh, then I watched it as an adult with a kid older than I was when this movie came out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all I can say about it. Nothing good, huh? No. This movie's old enough to rent a car now. It is. 1998. Yeah, 25 years old. Uh, we are doing this on the 25th anniversary on accident. We did not know. No. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a nice little. The summer of 98, guys. That's right, baby. Next year is going to be the 25th anniversary of one of the best years of cinema ever in 1999. So that's going to be fun. If you're on Facebook or whatever, they'll constantly get reminded of like 25th anniversary of Matrix, 25th anniversary, blah, 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 blah. Star it's Wars episode one, movies. Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. Your favorite. Mm-hmm. Misa, love it. Jar Jar. Uh, Brad, did, uh, let's do the starring. Who starred in this bad boy? Yeah, Matthew Broderick as Dr. Nico Nick Tatopoulos. Tatopoulos. Professor Tatopoulos. Yeah, so another professor in a Godzilla movie. Got Janet Reno. Oh, me, John Reno. Jean Reno as <laughs> Philippe Roche. I fucking love Jean Reno. Yeah, well, he's probably wishes he didn't do this one. Yeah, he's fucking robbed John Reno. <laughs> this fucking films. Uh. He's way too good for this. We got Maria Petillo as Audrey Timmons, who I think is really hot, but she got like the Golden Raspberry Award for this, like worst actress, which she didn't deserve. We got Hank Azaria from uh, The Simpsons. There's Victor Animal Pilati. He's a camera operator for the news station. We got Kevin Dunn from The Transformers, uh, Colonel Hicks. At some point, he demoted from a full board colonel to a lieutenant colonel. And I don't think someone, I don't think they, no one even knew that Michael Lerner is Mayor Ebert. And that's Ebert as in Siskel and Ebert. This movie takes a very thinly veiled cheap shot at Siskel and Ebert. We've got sure another Simpsons connection is Charles Kamen, who's like the sleazy newscaster. We got Arabella Field as Lucy Pelotti. That's the wife of uh, Victor Animal Pelotti, who at one point calls him a, what did, what did she call him? You crazy like her that's such an old racial slur that most kids these days don't even understand what it means wasn't there an r word in this too yeah somewhere yeah. she said yeah. she, she i bet that one out too or one of them does there yeah and when they got vicky lewis 
Dr. Elsie Chapman. And we also have um, Bart Simpson's voice actresses in this movie. Is she? She is? Nancy Cartwright's in it somewhere. Yeah, I think some like as a secretary or something. Oh, oh no shit. A lot of Simpsons. Like, yeah, Brad uh, Facts. Veterans in this. That's pretty awesome. Uh, you know what blows my mind about this? When you said Kevin Dunn is, you know, the Colonel Hicks. Why is there not a general working on getting rid of? I mean, I no offense to colonels, but wouldn't a general be taking care of this or yeah, several generals? Yeah, you got like a 30 story iguana going around terrorizing a most important city in the world. Yeah, I think you wouldn't put uh, just some colonel on it. Of course, you'd say it's the most important city in the world, Brad. There's other name cities. One, name one city better. And when you do, I'll go, no, 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 no. Can't hear you. America, baby. Uh, anyway, let's get on to the trailers of this. It started out with a teaser for Zorro, reminding us that, uh, yeah, man, that movie was filled with a lot of hot people. It was a bad movie, as far as I remember. It was good at the time, but I've watched that as an adult, and it is not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Antonio Banderas. Antonio is it Anthony Hopkins playing like a Spaniard? Probably. That was Highlander. Probably both. <laughs> oh, you're thinking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Anthony Hopkins can do everything and no one says anything about it. They're like, whatever. Uh, who else was in it? Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh, Catherine Zeta Jones, yeah. That's when she was this is like one of the first movies I remember her in. Yeah. And then uh, we had the Godzilla TV series, the animated TV series. Uh, I remember liking that a lot. Uh, and that's that's actually where my fandom came from. This was I like because the movie, even when the movie came out in 98 and I saw it, I was like, oh, that seems really stupid. Uh, this was kind of the first film where I figured out that movies could be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it was this and the Phantom Menace in back to back years where I was like, um, that one good, right? Like, <laughs> it's like you get to that point where you realize it's like, you know, you're a kid and you think adults know what's going on. You're like, oh, this person's 30. They probably know everything. And then you get to that age and you're just like, we're all just making shit up every freaking day. We have no <laughs> idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, and then the last one was just going over the soundtrack in this, you know, Puff Daddy and the Wallflowers. Dude, the soundtrack is a banger. Yeah. I love the fact how Come With Me, the Puff Daddy remix got nominated for the best song and then also the worst song in the same year. It did? Is yeah. that the Raspberries? No, I'll look Or the Razzies or whatever. Or a note here. But I know, oh. like, the movies yeah. like this and the Spawn soundtrack and the Crow, just like, there's a period of time where they were just making sure the soundtracks were fucking great. Oh, the Crow soundtrack. Oh, man, that was great. Yeah. All right, let's get on. Uh, let's uh, watch the trailer to this bad boy. And uh, this trailer, I remember, because working in the theater, I think I worked in the theater from like a 97 to 99. The the one thing I always remember is just like a lot of these movies in the 90s, they they spent a lot more time on their trailers. I, I feel like they just thought it was a lot more important. Well, you weren't streaming. You had to get out of your house and go find it or pay twenty five dollars for a VHS. It's the heyday of Blockbuster, too. Mm hmm.
this is 7 November golf. The target's heading right at us. He's too fast. Panamanian government evidence of passengers dead or alive. Please stand by. off the Eastern American seaboard. We don't even know what the hell it is. I got a couple things about that trailer. It's like all the good parts. The any umbrella shot like that, I have always thought is really, really cool. They do mm -hmm. it in so many movies. And then like the graph that the CG though is fucking sci-fi level quality. Like sci-fi channel in that trailer. I don't know if it wasn't finished yet or probably not. No. I mean, they're, they're definitely taking, I think they were they're like ripping a chapter out of Jaws where it's just like, we're not going to reveal the monster. We're going to constantly tease it. And I think this trailer does a great job of it. They set up, you know, something's coming. We know it's Godzilla, but we don't know. They, they hid what the monster looked like. Yeah. They showed a foot and a tail. Yeah. And so like, you understand, like I give Roland Emmerich and this team something. They market their movies so well. Independence Day is to this day one of the best marketed films. And I would say Godzilla is right up there in like a tier below, you know, just below it where their teaser trailers, their, you know, deal with Taco Bell where they have, you know, the, the dog in it and everything. Yokiro, what, what did he say? It's a Yokiro Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. And then. Even there were even toys with it, the teaser trailer, the soundtrack. I mean, everything just adds up to a blockbuster film. Even if the movie was bad like this, it's going to make money. Yeah. And at 13, I wanted I wanted the Godzilla toy. Yeah. I seen nothing wrong with the design of Godzilla when I was 13. And I, I feel like this was targeting kids also. with all the marketing and stuff. Young adults and children to get their parents to go. Yeah, but did you notice how they didn't have a child character in it? Yeah. I don't think you have to have a kid to target kids. Usually, though, when you're targeting kids, you'll put a character because, you know, like it's a character for them to relate to. Mm -hmm. And I think with this one, they just made all the characters so stupid that they could relate to them. I was on par with them. I understood the science. <laughs> That's a lot of fish. Oh, God, that fucking line. A lot of fish. Yeah, so one thing I didn't remember about this film is the beginning. I didn't realize that it basically told you it was going to be a giant nuclear iguana. 
Yeah, well, yeah, they're showing all the explosions and everything. Yeah, and then just iguanas everywhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't re- I didn't realize it was so blatantly obvious until I watched it now because I haven't watched this in a really long time. Hey, man, as not a smart person, please. Get- I love those intros. Just just give me what I need. That was <laughs> good. You got think. it in this one. Yeah, it did have a nice. I like the intro. It had like a Buckheimer, a Bruckheimer, like Michael Bay vibe to it. You're talking like the documentary type. Yeah, like, look yeah. at all this shit that happened. Yeah. I like those uh, real Mad Maxy type stuff. Too. Yeah, I just got to thinking here, too. So this is a is this another Godzilla? So there, is there like the legitimate Godzilla in Japan? And then you have like the New York Godzilla. And so if they were going to do more movies, they would be like going head to head at each other. So I think after this Toho or whoever was doing it in Japan after this, I think it was Toho basically said this was an American version of it where it was based off an iguana or they said it was just another timeline. I, I don't know how they wrote it off, but I don't even think they call it Godzilla in Japan. They call it just Zilla Gojira or Zilla Gojira. Yeah, I, I think ours is just called Zilla there because they kind of just like pretend like like they acknowledge it happened, but they kind of just pretend like it didn't matter. It wasn't it like the Mario movie where it caused America to lose the right to use that character. Cause like this caused a huge issue and they're like, fuck that. Yeah. They're- I think, I think what happened was is TriStar uh, basically got like a, a giant list from Toho of like, this is how you have to treat that. You know, he doesn't emote, he doesn't yada, 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 and a bunch of stuff that they gave him that they, you know, wanted that how they wanted them to use Godzilla. And they basically said, no, we don't give a fuck. Like they, they took the information and just threw it in a trash can. So I'm sure that pissed off Toho. And even though it did make money, this one certainly did. It didn't make as much as you'd think because the marketing and everything that came off, this was so expensive. Yeah. It's like Puff Daddy made more of a profit off of this movie. Probably, I, I, I mean, deserve to actually. <laughs> like, I don't think Puff Daddy or Sean Diddy Combs or whatever his name became P, P Diddy Puff. I feel like it, it just this just skyrocketed his career for like the next ten years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, even if he didn't make as much profit off the song, it, everything that came afterwards, he made money off of. Yeah, I remember he was on. He did like a Chappelle show. Chappelle did like a parody of him, like or some <laughs> like MTV show. And there's like they'd make these kids. I don't know if it was like Real World or something. And he's like, go out and find me some breast milk. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like tasting it. And it's like this is some good quality breast milk right there. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Despite making $379 million worldwide, uh, the budget of this was about $130 to $150 million, but the marketing cost was upwards to $80 million. Despite turning a profit, it was considered a box office disappointment. So not a bomb, not a failure. It was just disappointing because they were probably looking to make around the $500 million worldwide. It is what it is. You make a stupid movie. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Uh, and with this one, like I, I felt like when I was watching this, because I watched this in one in uh, three goes because it was kind of torture to get through this. I feel like the first 30 minutes were OK. 
but the fucking joke of mispronouncing his name got so old so quick because I believe they did like the joke four times in the first half hour. One would have sufficed. Yeah, and him stepping in the the footprint was I thought that was pretty funny. And he's like, "Where is it?" And they're like, "It's right there." And he's like, "Where is it?" But then he comes back. He's like, "I mean, it's footprint." Oh my good. And it's like, "Yeah, you didn't need to yeah. say that. You just could have been like, oh wow." Just have the camera pan out, and that's yeah, that's it. Yeah, as much as I love Independence Day, this one just got it off the mark with all the science because the science somehow was kind of dumb in Independence Day, but worked really well. This one just felt dumb. It was aliens. Who yeah. really cares about the science? Yeah, the pregnancy test thing. Oh, yeah. I was like, what do you, what do you mean pregnancy? You're just going to test some random creature's saliva. That was my thing. I was just like, why would you test it to be pregnant? Well, I mean, it, it's not like if there would have been something where, I don't know, it would have dropped secretion getting ready to lay its eggs or something. And he'd been like, oh, that's funny. When iguanas do this, they're about to give birth. Yeah. And then he'd be like, oh, I better check to see if it's pregnant. You know what I mean? Something. This one, he just goes, uh, I'll take uh, 30 pregnancy tests, please. Okay, and I'll just test Godzilla. Like, what the fuck? And then the the reporter finds him. Yeah, when he's doing it. So I never got that that love thing. He's riding in the the jeep with that one lady. That the there's no misses. There's nothing. You're single. Like clearly hitting on him. That other yeah. scientist. And then he wants to argue, like try to get this girl that's been lying to him and ghosted him and did all this shit to him. Yeah, the redhead's looking to bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like you. You had a fellow scientist the whole time that you don't have a bunch of nasty history with. Well, I'm wondering if that was part of an old script and they just didn't throw it out because they personally thought it would be funny if the scientist wanted to bang another scientist like they were jocks or something. <laughs> or if it was reversed because it's a girl doing it. I was like, what? Fucking nerds can't have sex. I don't get it, though. Like, there's no point to have her hitting on him. There has to be something else tied to it, you know, but like they I, I don't know if they gave up on it in the script or if it was like an artifact from a rewrite. I don't know. It just it's confusing. Yeah. And then when you do have the love interest, Matthew Broderick and this girl, uh, Maria Pinatola, have no chemistry that like you it's so bad. Yeah. And then she's a very confusing character, too. Sorry, Brad, go. One thing I liked about this, you know, they had Glenn Morshauser in it. You know, the guy he always plays like a Secret Service agent or a general. They're like, he needs to be that in like in every movie. Yeah. He was in 24. Uh, is that the guy that came up to him and said like, and he's like, oh, I'm not done with my research. And he goes, you are now. You are now. I think it was him. Yeah. He's always like very to the mm -hmm. point, very authoritarian. Yeah. Kind of like Glenn Powell needs to be like a fighter pilot in every movie. Yeah. Some people I think just are what they are and they should always be that they're just good good villains good heroes yeah if you can make a career out of it and getting a bunch of fun films why not like charles dance always need to be a strict authoritarian you know and then uh like uh what's his name who was in breaking bad the cop uh he's in a cop and everything yeah he's a he's a cop yeah uh, i mean sometimes you just find it just gotta run with it uh we did forget so like when he we first meet nick Dr. Nico Tatopoulos, 
uh, he's like uh, putting electricity into the ground to to bring up the earthworms, which naturally will come back later on with the fish, uh, drawing the monsters out, so to speak. Uh, I mean, he, here's like one of the dumb things because you talked about him being in the the footprint of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. His travel is pretty crazy because he goes from the fin- the French Polynesian Islands, which I believe that's in the Pacific Ocean, correct? Yeah, I failed geography. You guys can go. That's way out yeah. there in the Pacific. Yeah. And at one point, Godzilla's in Jamaica. That's where we get the insurance people who first show up. How did Godzilla get around? Did he go below South America? Do we know? Does anyone know the path of Godzilla? Because it just like, seems crazy to me. And you can think of it like those cartoons when they're like, we got to get from here to here and they just draw circles everywhere. Yeah, it's like and... Indiana Jones where they show a map, except they didn't show a map in this. It's fine. He got there. It's all that matters. I don't know. Whatever. I was just like, they... did he did he go through Panama? I thought they were in Panama. I wasn't paying attention. So I guess he would have had to go through like Panama or Nicaragua or someplace. Yeah, so maybe he went through the Panama Canal and then he went to Jamaica and then he got up to New York. But anyway, if you think about the travel, because they're like, oh, he's looking for an island, you know, where he can be surrounded by fish and feed his or its children. They say he all the time. He. he, Yeah, I know. I don't know what. Asexual. So I don't know either. Maybe they've seen a, a donger at one point. I don't know what pronoun Godzilla is. All I know is he can, he or she, or it, or them, can have fucking children at will. A lot. Yeah. And these children are born pregnant, too? That they're born that, pregnant? That science seems stupid. Just point it <laughs> out. It's a movie about a giant radioactive lizard. I think all the science seems stupid. Yeah, but they're also trying to ground it. That's what irritates me. Like, they're trying to ground Godzilla in realism while also being so stupid. It's not realistic. We could just skip to like any of the good parts of this movie. If you want, like when the U S military blows up all of New York, cause they can't fucking aim. They're like the stormtroopers, but with <laughs> yes. heavier, heavier equipment. He's like the same temperature as the background. So our missiles can't lock off. Like, what do you mean? You just, first of all, just have planes come up, from above and fucking just drop a bomb. Yeah, we perfected that. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where this whole Godzilla thing comes from. They're just so stupid in this film. And like that's also a Roland Emmerich thing. He loves to make the military stupid, but he also loves to use the military as the thing, as the solution. So it's always like a double-edged sword. Like you got to be really stupid, but you also got to save the day. I think uh, it, there's probably something about that. And yeah. is in his past something in his bio. So they couldn't lock on the missiles because they're saying he was he was cooler than the buildings. Yeah, yeah he's, cool a, he's a reptile. So going to New York City as a reptile is not going to be a really good time when wintertime rolls around. You're going to be like frozen to death. Yeah. Not to mention you're like way down in the depths. So, yeah, it's going to be that's... really cold. No, it's, it's, it's subterranean stays a, a certain temperature year round. Uh, that's true. I've heard that that's why they use that subterranean heating and cooling now. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that might be where 
he went to New York though, because all those other islands don't have like a sophisticated tunnel system under them already. That would have been nice to put in there. But island like Jamaica has like warm temperatures and like lots of fish. Yeah, way way smarter decision. Or or Cuba, (laughs) like any of those islands. And at the time, I, it would have been so much better to be in Cuba. It was isolated from the world, too. So how are they going to get help from anybody? Oh, good point. You fucking Oof. rule the roost there. Yeah, they're die. You know, their dial ups not working. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, though, did you see all the cars like the Mad Max style cars that Cuba had? Yeah, it's awesome. Because trade embargo. Yeah. They just had these cars from the 50s and they had to keep them running. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, can you imagine how good the mechanics were back then? I was going to say, like, like, those mechanics got to be just out of this world talented to keep those things running. Just putting whatever they can together to get shit going. Some of those cars look great, too. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I do like Brad's point about the fish. If you're going to draw, if you're going to draw Godzilla out, why don't you just poison the fish? Yeah, blowing them up the first time didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, and I love how, like, they don't even try to hide the military vehicles when Godzilla (laughs) is going to get the fish. They have their lights on. They're, they're, like, just sitting around, and I'm like... The first time it makes sense. Like, your dog is going to do anything the first time until you do something to it to make it realize, oh, I don't like that. The second time, though, they didn't hide a fucking thing. No. Out in the open, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you remember when we shot you a lot with these?" He turns the corner, and he's like, "Hmm, nah, nah, nah. I'm good, I'm good, I'm going somewhere else." And then they they open fire on the city again and just blow up more buildings. <laughs> As the mayor just gets more and more pissed, a hundred helicopters flying after Mayor Eber is giving that a thumbs down. They have all the helicopters following him, and I'm like, "Uh, that seems like an awful idea." Just crossfire everywhere. <laughs> crossfire. There is the cool things in this movie that you think would make it fun. All right, like, I challenge uh, you to name three cool things about. We this just film. did all the airplane or all the helicopters. That was that's neat. not cool. That's stupid. Yeah, I said could make the movie fun, like in Mecha Godzilla. Like, okay, it mm. could have been something that you're like, this is goofy and fun. There's the part where the French guys get those those uniforms and they get into the Humvee and they're like, we're going to make ourselves Americans. They put in chewing gum. But really, if this was like the real army, they'd be like dipping like skull or Copenhagen or something. Yeah. You're doing that for the first time. You'd be puking your guts out. Yep. Back when I was doing that stuff, that skull and coat, that was like too highfalutin for me. That's like that artisanal stuff. I'd be doing like Longhorn or Grizzly or just something just nasty. Have you accidentally drank anybody's spit cup? I have not (laughs) done that. Yeah, that's awful. It's real bad. The first time and only time I did chewing tobacco was in our senior trip for high school. We went to Six Flags. Yeehaw. And someone was like, dude, you got to do this, man. The high is incredible. And I was like, okay, man, I packed one of those in. I for a solid hour, I was sick as fuck. Yeah, real nauseous, real dizzy, throwing up. Don't do Tobacco kids. <laughs> I learned real quick that was not my future. Good. Uh, yeah. Still rode all the rides though, because there's no way you're gonna stop me from that senior day. 
But speaking of uh, Jean Reno, when he was the American and he had to talk and he talks like Elvis. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. He drives away and he's like, oh, what do you say? Elvis real classic or something. Yeah, they made a little joke about it. Like Amer- uh, we used to watch Elvis movies as kids or whatever. Yeah, Elvis is the king or whatever he yeah. says. I think he's a great actor and this this movie is he's done a lot of shit movies though. I just yeah. think he's a good actor. I mean it's a good paycheck. How are you gonna say no to this? He was he's like a huge name in France. He ain't shit in America when he came over. No, but So I maybe mean, he was just taking bad big budget roles trying to become something in America. Uh I guess there's like two or three other things. Um I thought it was funny. How they made Harry uh, Schirer, Schirer just a total uh, scumbag mm-hmm. uh, who was definitely didn't like to be short, but was clearly short. Uh, yes, the um, thinly veiled shots at Cisco and Avert were fantastic. Uh, where it was the mayor was Ebert and his assistant was Cisco, correct? Yeah, Cisco's always sucking up to him. And just from the get go, Ebert shows up and he's given like two thumbs up and everything. And yeah, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But then later on, so Ebert was like, even Cisco and Ebert were saying, like, you know, this was such a like a half assed movie that it's like, you could have at least killed us off or something or had us get squished by the stepped on yeah. by Godzilla or something. But no, they didn't even they didn't make that connection. Yeah, the only good thing about uh, Mayor Ebert and his sidekick was that at least Godzilla didn't step on us. Well, but Roger, I fully expected that to happen. And I think the audience is waiting for that to happen. Yeah, maybe they should have included that. Again, there... Bring him on stage, at least squish him, right? Exactly. There are missing scenes. I thought Hank Azaria was... I like his character in it. Him and his wife, when they're fighting back and forth, that was good. He felt the most New York... That wasn't a caricature. Like, I, I just felt like he kind of just felt like a, a real camera guy. Yeah, they both belonged, him and his wife. Yeah. He's mad that everybody's in the house. And she's like, what am I supposed to do? Leave him yeah. outside? <laughs> and then when he talks, uh, what, what's her name? Uh, Audrey into going outside with him to go into New York to find Godzilla. He, he's like. He starts going out the window and she's like, what are you doing? He goes, you think I'm going to tell her that I'm leaving? She'll kill me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I like that. Yeah, I think he was. I would say him and Jean Reno were probably the best character, main characters in this. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's just like I, I think the biggest problem when I was texting with you guys, it comes down to Matthew Broderick. He's the biggest problem in this film. He's awful. He's so plain and not funny and boring. I don't think he's good. Other than like Ferris Bueller. You mentioned another movie you like of his. Election. Yeah. I've never Election even heard Trump. of it. And I bumped into another film. It's funny because uh, I just watched Painkiller, the six episode miniseries on Netflix. And he he plays. Yeah, he is uh, really good in it. That does look really good. And it, it might not be Matthew Broderick that is the problem. It might be the scripts, but. Well, I, I did agree with you, though. Like, Matthew, I, I liked your hot take that he's just not a very good actor. I don't think he's a very good general audience actor. That's fair. That's very fair. Uh, I especially don't think he should be leading your sci-fi action summer blockbuster. I don't even think he did it as Inspector Gadget. 
you know, I, I don't even know if I finished that movie. I never watched that as a kid. I thought it was totally overrated. Yeah. Scooby-Doo all day, every day. Oh, you re- you listen to Ghost a lot? But Scooby- Scooby-Doo music for adults? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the claw was in Inspector Gadget. That's the, the one thing they had. That, the that cat and the claw. So, uh, yeah. So I, I don't even remember exactly what happens. I remember they, they try to kill Godzilla. They, they shoot him with, you know, like the submarines. The Navy gets him, but they... Uh, and he falls down. Yes. And then they go to the garden where the Knicks play. And then the, all the eggs come and hatch. And clearly that, you know, they were playing off the uh, Velociraptors. What do you say? Jurassic they can Park. do they can do five to ten eggs and they get there and there's like a hundred. Yeah. Where the fuck was Godzilla holding all these eggs in this tail? Well, maybe uh, gave birth before we really seen Godzilla. OK, well, I, that's fair enough. Know. Yeah, no. we don't know. Uh, yeah, and then they run away from it and they do all the gags to get away from these raptors, baby raptors that would destroy you. And then eventually they kill all the raptors by bombing it with the planes, you know, like they should have done originally with that, Godzilla. Those shitty puppets trying to reach over whatever those are called that you have to like swipe a card to get through the little like waist high guardrail thing. Oh, the turnstiles. Yeah, yeah turnstile. Turn trying to like get through the turnstiles and they just get blown up that whole escape from the that scene was so fucking long i know mm-hmm. dude the entire last hour is escaping the garden and running away from godzilla which is ridiculous that godzilla just looks down and sees these like three tiny humans and go, or four tiny humans and then just goes oh they're the ones who killed everything i must kill them and i will chase them down until the end. i mean and fucking sucks at it. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and then get and then gets caught in the suspensions on the bridge, and then they blow him up. And what I don't get at the end, like Matthew Broderick is sitting there looking at this giant iguana that just tried to kill them in all of New York. And like I thought he was gonna give a speech, as in like we did the bad thing, you know, this animal's just following its instincts, but he didn't. He just looked at it and then just said, Ah, fuck it, film's over, bye time to go cash my check i don't i don't get like they didn't i thought they were gonna take time to like you know where they always shake the the, the fist at at humans you're like oh the humans are the real bad people yeah we caused this beast to exist we didn't cause shit that was the french blame the french yeah that was the french <laughs> fucking france I think that was the time Thank geopolitically you. we weren't on good terms with them for some reason i don't know Maybe they just wanted to get uh, Jean in a movie. I don't understand why they used the French as the the point to launch this film, launch Godzilla. Maybe they just wanted to use him. But we have tested, the United States has tested plenty of nuclear missiles in places they shouldn't. Just use us. Yeah. Why are the French needed in this? I don't know. Maybe he he owed uh, Jean gene uh a favor he's like i'll figure out how to get you in a fucking movie soon bud he's like i got this all right we've been sitting down me and dean over here and we're gonna do a godzilla film and we looked up we found this in like an encyclopedia because we we had to go to a library back then turns out the french tested nuclear weapons the french polynesians we're gonna get you into this bad boy godzilla's (laughs) from there (laughs) got our way 
Uh, and of course they had French jokes about how bad the coffee was here and how they didn't have any croissants. And I'm like, of course, Roland Emmerich and, and Dean Devlin would put those fucking jokes in. I did like when he's like, where'd you get all this? He's like, it's America. (laughs) (laughs) But per usual though, they gave a coffee joke. And then at the end, he's like, I need a coffee. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I told that joke about, Oh no, at this point it felt like four hours earlier. Yeah, where they're just magically falling around Godzilla everywhere and listening in on everyone. Like, we need our coffee. All right, do we recommend? Chris, you no. picked it out. No. Brad? I got one word to describe this movie, and that word is painful. Well, my one word is stupid, so that's a clean sweep. No one recommends this film. You know, even the people that did this movie wouldn't recommend it. Probably not. Uh, unless they're still getting residuals. Yeah, fuckers made like three ninety nine off of me. So, oh, you paid for this. I feel that entitles me to an opinion. That's right. You earned it. Well, I got the fucking DVD right here. I have uh, old school DVD, too. You know, where they're like a trailer. That's special. I got the, the cool reflective cover. Yeah, they did. That cover is cover. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It shines way better right now than. Yeah, it does. I just awesome at it, but in the camera, camera that is some crazy shine see again it's just another thing where the marketing is better than the film they did such a great job marketing this film uh, i would have loved to seen the uh, stan winston uh godzilla design that was supposed to be for like and I, I guess they're originally supposed to come out with this movie like 94 95 or something i forget who it was the director of twister was supposed to do this film and they had a whole you know story where it was fighting another monster and whatever, but it caved in. Oh, and that there's actually, much better. Yeah. There's actually uh design photos and a model online of what Stan Winston did. I would have rather seen that. So, you know, Oh, well, we'll never have that. That would have been cool. So we got this instead, which came out. And of course he got it. Uh, Roland Ember got it because of the success of independence day. I, I find it interesting that like, Coming off Independence Day, I assume you could get whatever film you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. And then from what I read is Rowan Emmerich took this, but he actually had, he, it doesn't appear that he had any love for Godzilla. And he just basically wanted to make a monster film and he had to use Godzilla. I don't know. You know, there's contract deals and shit everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. That we'll never know about. But uh, let's move on to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we go out in the film jungle like Indy and bring something back to our Godzilla wing of the museum. Chris, you picked it. You get to go first. I'm taking the 1998 Taco Bell branded little cup slidey insert, the little rubber Godzilla. I remember that thing. It was awesome. Yeah, that that's like the only thing I remember about this movie. All right, Brad, what do you got? Can I take something that wasn't actually in the movie, but a review of the movie? Why not? Okay, I'm going to quote Roger Ebert here. One must carefully repress intelligent thought while watching such a film. <laughs> yeah, they fucking hated Roland Emmerich. I, I loved it. Like, I loved it. Uh, I would love to go back and watch their uh, review of like, what was their next film was like, what was this? The day after tomorrow, like two years later or something. 
I didn't know that that was all three of the same. I didn't know all three of these movies were the same people. I'm pretty sure. I yeah. So they made it. Independence Day and then just shit the bed multiple times. Dave yeah, sadly. 2012. I mean, 2012 was so terrible. I mean, all it needed was like a Nickelback soundtrack and it would have been like the worst movie of all time. Oh, okay. So they did start. They did Universal Soldier. That's a great Stargate. one. Yeah. Great one. Yeah, Stargate, which is I really enjoyed. Uh, Independence Day, amazing. Yeah. Godzilla, The Patriot, with it's Mel Gibson. A bad one too. Yeah. Day After Tomorrow. It's terrible. Ten Thousand BC. I don't remember that movie sucking that bad. I just don't remember it being good. I don't remember anything about it other than it's cavemen. Uh, and then 2012. I think 2012 was at the point where everyone was like, yeah, this guy's not good anymore. Anonymous. I don't know what that is. It's a period piece. I don't know. From the 17th century or something, whatever. White House Down. That one's fun. <laughs> I haven't seen But that. there's like seven downs. Like they came out with a whole bunch of downs at the same time. So I, I don't know which one's which. Mm. Uh, then they did something called Stonewall. Hmm. Independence Day Resurgence, which is a fucking piece of shit. Oh, that movie's awful. What yeah. is that? It could have been so good. It's the the sequel to Independence Day. Will Smith was smart to not sign on with that one. Where it was supposed to be like, uh, I don't know, was it 20 years later or something? Oh, I did watch that. I liked it, <laughs> but, I, but I like bad. I like bad sci-fi movies too, though. Uh, then they did Midway. Uh, I didn't watch that one either. There's been so many Midway War movies that I just kind of stopped. Uh, and then Moonfall. I want to see that. Which was last year. Yeah, it's got Holly Berry in it and Patrick Wilson. So I, yeah, I don't even. I Michael Pena's in it too. I don't know. So, I mean, he's still getting money for films, so he must make something. Yeah, I want to see Moonfall. That looked pretty good. Where the moon's a, a base, an alien base. Oh, now I remember the trailer for that. Yeah. That looked fun. So I guess their movies are all over the place. They'll make good ones and then just garbage. Yeah, I, you just really don't know. Um, I wonder what their biggest bomb was. I have a feeling it's 10,000 BC or 2012. Yeah. I would imagine 10,000 BC. So mine, I, I want to put the teaser trailer in. I, I think that's by far the thing that sold this film the best. Yeah. It, it's great. If you guys haven't seen it, there's two of them. There's the one where they, you know, they smash the T-Rex bones. And then there's also the scene from the film with the fishermen. Or the uh, two homeless guys are making fun of the guy going fishing. Like, what are you going to catch today? And then... Yeah. Yeah, I like that one, too. That was another good teaser trailer. And then the trailer itself's really good. So, like I said, the marketing for this film is fan-fucking-tastic. Well, two of us picked marketing. Yeah. Yeah, well, those these guys, every movie they make is great for marketing. I, I don't think they ever have a movie that has a bad teaser trailer. They're really good at selling the sizzle. Just sometimes yes. their steaks suck. <laughs> you buy it because it comes out sizzling, but it doesn't mean it tastes good. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is uh, we got to pick a new theme, guys. So I'm going to get out the box and then we're picking a new theme. All right. Let's do this. The most exciting part. I put over 50 themes in this and we picked two. I think we 
I think I added another one, so there technically should be 49 themes in this. Got it? Oh, this one's kind of lame, but still, it might be fun. Adventure. Adventure? You have to pick an adventure film. I think you should have had us, like, co-sign some of these. The swashbuckling adventure? Yeah. Whatever you want. You want want a swashbuckling adventure? Goonies is an adventure. We've done Goonies. Okay. I do have some more. uh... All right, yeah. What type of adventure? You want to do swashbuckling? How about this? The adventure has to take place on a boat. Oh. Adventure on a boat. I got another idea for an adventure. Pee-wee's big adventure. That doesn't take place on a boat. We could do that. Though. You could do Pee-wee's adventure. Actually, yeah. Just pick, pick an adventure film. This is one of the more generic ones that I put in. I had to start off with putting a bunch of generic ones, and then they got a little bit more interesting when my brain got going. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of like scrapping those early ideas, you just fucking kept them. No, we need as many as possible. Now, this will the, these ones are going to kind of bump up against our uh, our Halloween franchise review. So uh, we'll do our best here. Do we know who won that? Right now, it's still uh, the Trimmers, surprisingly. All right. Well, I guess that's what we're doing next. Yeah, Trimmers. Then we'll do adventure afterwards. Which I, I mean, wanna... Trimmers is an adventure, man. Everything's an adventure. It's not the best theme. <laughs> All right. There we go. Until next time, remember to be kind. Rewind. Rewind. I swear you're doing that on purpose. <laughs>